Hello, friends. This is Grace Hotpants Langhine with your eighth episode of the Mullet Chronicles, where I read race reports to you. This is a spinoff of the Running Mullet podcast, where Eric Kosek and I talk all things running from the business in the front of the pack to the party in the back. Now, today's episode comes to us from Marisa Kovac, the runner with the biggest smile in all of Pennsylvania. This is her story of her run at the Devil Dog 100 in December of 2023. And again, I read these race reports word for word, though. So these are her words to your ears. This is Marisa's second report. Definitely check out episode three, An Ode to Running by Marisa. As always, a quick intro before we get the race to the race report. The Devil Dog 100 is so named out of respect for our Marines, also known as Devil Dogs, and is very close to Quantico, our Marine Corps base. Uh, So it's down in Virginia on the Beast Coast. Also, Marisa is a Marine vet. Thank you for your service, Marisa. That is your intro. And now let's get to her story. Titled, One is Never Afraid of the Unknown. One is afraid of the known coming to an end. There is an energy at the starting line of a race that I often wish I could bottle up and sell. It is a place where things meet, where your ambitions meet opportunity, where demons meet their undoing, where your heart meets purpose and your mind meets freedom. There is anticipation in the air so thick you can cut it, and adrenaline so strong you can hear it pulse. There are nervous faces, many of them. Some you know, some you don't. And they all carry with them stories, reasons, purpose. Some faces are aged with wisdom, experience at their backs, veterans of this amazing and brutal sport. You can spot those faces from across the room. They carry a confidence you haven't tapped into yet. They shake your hand with purpose as they introduce themselves, and their smile is genuine, radiant, almost calm here on this cool morning under a rickety park pavilion. Some faces are ripe with youth and exhilaration, new to the sport and anxious to set sail. They chat and clamor with their crew, readjust their gear a thousand times, stare into their GoPros, screaming obscenities, all of it in an attempt to put forth their best effort. Give it their all. Find out what they are made of. There's something about a winter 100 miler that I can't turn away from. There's a challenge that speaks to me. From the long hours of the night to the uncertainty of the weather, I have a deep-seated need to confront it all. And when I found out about Devil Dog Ultras, I knew it was an opportunity I had to pursue. Just weeks prior, I had run the Marine Corps 50K. An amazing experience that I walked away from with nothing but joy and gratitude. It was there that I realized that there are only two groups of human beings I truly feel like myself around, where our minds run the same twisted lines and our aspirations chase the same wild goals. We are hard-headed and we are stubborn, bold and outspoken. Our ambitions are big, huge overwhelming. 
and nine times out of 10, our abilities can't keep up with them. But still, we push forward. We live for the rush, aren't afraid of the risk, and want more out of life than the average human being. And with that mindset pulling me forward, I drove down to Virginia with a huge smile on my face. Prince William Forest Park is unlike any other I have ever stepped foot in. Only minutes from the outskirts of Quantico, I could feel an energy in the air as I drove through the boundary lines. You exit the interstate and enter a canopy of trees, close enough to continue to hear cars rushing by, but far enough away to let nature shine in all her hushed beauty. This particular evening, the air was soggy and there was a dense fog that had started to set in, perhaps a prelude to the ambiance of how the next 48 hours would unfold. I picked up my bib, grabbed my swag, introduced myself to smiling and friendly faces, and then headed back to my Airbnb to stuff my belly with carbs and hopefully get a good night's sleep. Before bed, much as I always do, I FaceTime my family, trying not not to let the overwhelming guilt of leaving them again to run get into my head. This is an issue I deal with constantly, one that almost never fades and almost always grows. We said our goodnights, blue kisses into the phone, and I fell asleep sometime later, relaxed, focused, and confident. Parking is of issue in almost every state or national park I have ever been to. Prince William Forest Park is no exception to that. The participant guide was incredibly clear that there is no parking at the start line, and any athlete attending that does not have a crew or a drop-off that morning would be parking in a satellite lot a few minutes from the starting line. So at 3.45 a.m., I took off in my trusty gray Hyundai, now with an ass end loaded with PA Trail Dog stickers and my one and most likely only Boston Marathon sticker over to the satellite lot and boarded a charter bus that could have comfortably seated a football team. There were seven trail runners on this bus. I sat alone against a cold window and quietly ate my peanut butter sandwich while I listened to the chatter and conversations of new friends, old friends, and a bus driver that had very little understanding of what we were about to put ourselves through. The race started wonderfully. I have a real habit of going out too hard. I know this about myself. I accept this about myself. My joy overwhelms me. There is almost no way of containing it. So I try. I took off happy and hard, sharing miles with another PA runner whom I got to know fairly well that morning. He himself is much more of a talker than I, which worked out great on my behalf. We shared stories of PA races we both love, of our children, of our past, of those miles, and those miles flew by. I was incredibly grateful for his spirit and company, and when I stopped to pee and he blazed off into the woods, I knew I wouldn't be seeing him again. He had goals for this race, which he reached in great success, and I was so happy to watch his momentum take hold and carry him off down the trail. This race is a looped race. The first loop is 23 or so miles, and the remaining four loops are somewhere in the 19-mile ballpark, all adding up to 101.6, according to my outdated Garmin. This race is also 100% runnable 100% of the time. In the course description, they explain this well, so I knew this coming into it. It is unlike what I am used to, and I was curious to find out how my body would react and hold up with the different level of endurance that this race would take to complete. 
I wanted things from it. I was hungry for big goals. Almost embarrassed to admit this, but I had far off aspirations of finishing what could be my first sub 24 hour 100 mile race. This failed to happen. Many things failed to happen. Around mile 40 or so, I stopped to acknowledge what was off, what hadn't clicked yet. There was a disconnect there, a a distance. I wanted to chalk it up to being on new trails. I wanted to say to myself, you don't know these trails. You don't know this type of running. Be patient. You'll get there. But it was more than that. And if you know me at all, you will know I am not a data-driven runner. I wear a watch basically to know what time of day it is and pay very little mind to the numbers past that. With my sights set on a sub 24 hour race, however, I was honed into something different. I always say, trust the trails, they will provide. And they weren't doing that. And there was a reason why. I hadn't found my heart yet. I have a confession, one that I have only voiced to a select few people. I sometimes toy with the idea of bringing my running to a competitive level. I am not there yet, and I never was. A long, long time ago, I was a competitive gymnast. The drive is built into me, and deep focus is ingrained in my DNA. My level of commitment is unbreakable, and my love for the trails is unmatched. All of those things will be needed to take my running to the next level. It is hard for me to admit this, but I am afraid. Not afraid of the amount of work it would take to bring myself to the front of the pack, and I am definitely not afraid of the pain. I tell runners all the time, you can only do two things with pain. You can become a victim of it, or you can use it. Becoming a victim of it gets you nowhere. Using it gets you across the finish line. I've perfected the art of using my pain. It is only when I am testing my limits that I am most alive. I am not afraid of that unknown. I am terrified of what I do know coming to an end. The trails are a refuge for me. They're a place of immense freedom. They are a clearing. They are a repose. They manage my anger. They dispose of pieces from my past. They coddle my heart and they give life to my passions. To lose that would be to lose everything that I stand for as an ultra-endurance athlete. It would not only be a huge disrespect towards the trails themselves, but it would be an immense injustice to this community that I have come to cherish. I lost myself on those early miles. And the minute I decided to stop feeling sorry for myself, the minute I realized that a few silly numbers on the face of my watch hold no power over me, I found my heart again. From that moment on, I can guarantee you, I did not run any faster. In fact, quite the opposite. The weather turned on us, the temperature dropped, the rain set in, and the fog was so thick that at times I could barely see my hand in front of my face, but I was beaming. I breathed new life into myself. I made a commitment to the trails, and it was time to see it through. I have young girls to return home to. 
They don't care about my pace. They don't care about the hardware I may or may not bring home. But one day, they will understand commitment. If I do one thing right as their mother, it will be that I showed them the value of dedication. I made it through that long, lonely night and came to the end of that last loop, smiling ear to ear in just over 27 hours. A far cry from what my original goal was, but I left Virginia that day proud. At some point in that cold, damp winter night, I found my confidence, my reason for running. I picked it off a twisted, naked tree branch as if it were this elusive, tangible thing, and I wore it. I wore it home across that finish line where I was greeted with cheers and kindness and appreciation. Proud to be a devil dog. Proud to be a trail runner. Proud to be a wife. Proud to be a mother. And now proud to walk into the unknown with my head held high. Thank you, Marisa, for sharing your story. You can submit your race reports to me on Facebook, Instagram, and the running mullet at gmail.com. And I will read your race reports with just as much enthusiasm. And you can listen to Eric Kosak and I every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, talking all things running at the running mullet. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well as Facebook Live. Thanks for listening, everyone. You are awesome.